Welcome to our podcast, Martial Arts and More. Our show is about how we can take what we learn as martial artists out into the world every day. We are looking for examples of our tenets, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit in action. We are excited to welcome Master Lee to the eighth episode on our podcast. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Uh, yes, I am the uh, headmaster and instructor at J.K. Lee's Black Belt Academy. It's originally started by my father in 1976. Our family immigrated from Korea, and we came to Milwaukee in the 70s. And uh, I grew up on 36th and North. Eventually, we grew up on the south side of Milwaukee, off of 13th and Layton. And then later on in my uh, young teen years, we uh, grew up in Brookfield. So had a, a variety of places I grew up. My uh, day job is basically teaching Taekwondo to uh, kids and families, and then also training our 100 plus instructors on different ways to motivate kids and families to be their best through the martial arts. And so I'm, I'm very blessed to be a part of this organization and also very blessed to to be working with a lot of great, great people that uh, help inspire people every day through the martial arts. October is National Anti-Bullying Month, and I know you also teach verbal self-defense. Could you please explain what this is and how it helps fight off bullying? Essentially, how I got started was one of my students was getting beat up in high school. This mom and dad came up to me and they were super upset that their son wasn't defending themselves. So, you know, we had a second degree black belt. So I was like, hey, why, why aren't you defending yourself? I said, you know how to fight. You've been, you know, a state champion, you know, you know how to defend yourself forwards and backwards. And the kid looked at me and said, sir, I, I didn't fight because you told me not to fight in school. And I went, oh, wow, there's like a whole level of threat assessment. There's a whole level of education I did not do with this child. And so typically what most people do is they do something called the MSU school, the, the school of make stuff up. And I didn't want to do that. One of my mentors at that time, uh, who's still my mentor, is a, a guy named Gary Klugwitz. And Mr. Klugwitz is one of the top police trainers in the country. And uh, he's also a Kyokushin karate uh, knockdown fighter and so forth. And he said, hey, there's this guy coming into town. His name is Dr. George Thompson. I need you to come to the Milwaukee Sheriff's Department and he'll be training all the kids or all the officers on how to use words. And I said, ah, this, it didn't sound very appealing to me. So I went and out of respect for my mentor, I went for the first kind of hour to just see, you know, what was uh, the class about. And after an hour and a half, I was hooked. I called my office and I said, you know what, I'm going to have to take the rest of the week off because I'm going to do this whole course uh, of using words to uh, deflect conflict. It's important to be nice to people because if you keep on bullying them, they don't tell the teacher on you and then you're going to get in trouble by your parents. There were so many components uh, in this program to use words to de-escalate conflict, to, to uh, know when words fail and to defend yourself and at the same time justify your actions. And oftentimes that's not taught in martial arts schools, right? Because, you know, we're throwing blocks, kicks, punches. And by the time you do that, things kind of happen prior before you, you got to throw your kicks and punches. So I decided, well, okay, this will be a great way for our kids to understand how to use words, use threat assessment, all this type of stuff 
and knowing when to defend yourself and knowing, you know, how to use words not to de-escalate conflict. And then, you know, it's one of these old, old ancient sayings that you say, the art of fighting of not is without fighting, right? The, like the warrior is, a top warrior is a warrior that doesn't have to like defend themselves. And excuse all the ambient background noise. Uh, I am at my Taekwondo school as classes are going on right now. And this is the quietest room I could find. So um, if you're wondering what that is, we've got a uh, very loud, students right now getting ready to, to uh, kick and punch. But anyway, I decided to take this class. Uh, at that time, is the guy who taught it is Dr. George Thompson, who taught over 1 million police officers how to use words to de-escalate uh, the fighting and uh, taught uh, all the LAPD after the LA riots, after the Rodney King uh, beatings, and then also worked with NYU and, and so uh, the uh, New York uh, uh, Police Department. So very, very uh, well accomplished orator in person. What made him very interesting was that he was an English professor at Princeton University and then got bored with the job and decided to get into to, uh, law enforcement. And then that's how he came up with uh, verbal judo because he, he realized that the best officers weren't the ones that use their batons and, and guns and pepper spray. The best officers were the ones that use their words to, to, to get people to do what they needed to do. After uh, um, I took the class, I was one of the few civilians in the program, and I asked Dr. Thompson, hey, can I take this program and retranslate it for children? And I got his full blessing. I said, you know, this is really the key for kids not to get into more conflict is to definitely use words to de-escalate any of the conflict that happens. And then knowing what to do once their words fail, right, and giving them a clear-cut plan to do that. So um, I taught that to all the J.K. Lee students. Um, here in uh, Milwaukee. And then I took it a step further and I said, you know what, it would be great for a lot of the local kids here to learn that as well. So over the years, uh, our team here has probably taught over 100,000 children here in the Milwaukee area on um, how to use words to de-escalate that conflict. And we now call that program verbal defense. And the verbal defense program is to me the gold standard in having kids knowing how not to escalate the violence and so forth. And because of my work, um, I've got uh, a little bit of accolades in the city. The Milwaukee Business Journal gave me kind of uh, a special award as one of the top 40 under the age of 40 people uh, that's going to change the landscape of the city. So that was one of the kind of the, 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 the hallmarks of something that I'm very proud of in, in helping all the kids there. If somebody's being mean to my friend, I say stop. And if they're still not stopping, I'll go tell the teacher. I was part of something called the VPI, which is called the Violence Preventative Initiative for a little bit. They looked at all the zip codes in Milwaukee and the zip codes of Milwaukee that have the most violence and the most need for creating peace and so forth. This is going back about 15 years ago. And they, they found out that the number one zip code with the most 911 calls and violence was Metcalf Park, which ironically is the neighborhood I grew up in back in the 70s. And it's still a, a very dangerous neighborhood. And so that was uh, uh, the amount of resources they try to put in to try to make that area better. But that's how I got involved with the whole anti-bullying and what that's about. That's awesome how you're able to incorporate anti-bullying and bullying prevention into Taekwondo, which is something most people usually think is more of like a violence-oriented thing. And I know you touched on this briefly, but could you explain what exactly verbal defense or verbal judo is? Well, it's not only tactics, but it's also a psychology. 
And I think what's very important about learning what verbal defense is, is that why it happens in the first place. You know, why do people get bullied? Why do, you know, people get attacked? Why, why does someone look at someone and say, you know what, this is, I'm going to say some snarky bad thing to someone, or uh, I'm going to bully them or push them around, you know, physically. And it goes back to the old math symbols. And I'm sure the math symbols, you know, that you're way past the less than, greater than, or equal to. And just to test your knowledge, Chloe, um, five is greater than? Four. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> Three is less than? Four. <laughs> and two, two is equal to? Two. Okay, just good. All right, just just I just wanted to make sure you knew what was going on. And so those symbols are above your head. And what happens is when you meet someone for the first time, within five to 10 seconds, someone decides where you are on that scale. Are you my equal? Are you less than me? Or are you greater than me? And if you're greater, you'll talk to that person with the respect and reverence they deserve. You'll go, hey, how you doing, sir? Hello, ma'am. Right. You'll talk to that person. Maybe it's a school teacher, an elder, someone you really look up to. You'll talk to the person that way. If someone is an equal, you'll talk to that person, you know, like a friend, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Good to see you. There's a, a little bit of change there. Right. However, the problem is, is when someone perceives you as less than I'm not saying that you are less than I'm saying that if someone perceives you less than you, what's going to happen is they're going to treat you with less than they'll treat you with that type of disrespect and it might start with just simple things like a look of disgust or language or you know they'll be like hey what are you doing here what why did they, why are you here or you know get out of here to something worse to something physical look i bet i can push that person and take their purse without them doing anything about it or i bet i can say these things and this person is just going to like shy away and so the biggest thing to me is that you never want to be caught in a dynamic where someone looks at you as less than or treats you as less than. Um, and so growing up on, um, you know, different parts of Milwaukee, and I tell this people, I tell people that uh, our family came to um, America in 1975. And, you know, we lived in a neighborhood where there weren't a lot of Asian people. There weren't a lot of people, you know, that had our type of skin, hair, you know, we have uh, slanted eyes. We look, we look a little different than everybody else. And so, of course, you know, just because the way I looked in certain neighborhoods, I, you know, people treated me less than. And the way to overcome that is one very key component, which is confidence. I don't want you to get in trouble, so please stop. And if you have the type of confidence that it doesn't bother you, it's not a big deal, then those elements kind of just disappear. So that's the biggest thing is you got to make sure you have a certain level of inner confidence and confidence is really the key because no matter what verbal tactics I teach you, verbal defense doesn't work if you don't have the confidence that are behind it or you don't have the right tone behind it. And so it starts with that. It's a very important part of, of, of all that is having the right type of tone and confidence in, in talking with people and believing it, right? Because people that are thinking of you as less than are trying to you know, immediately look at you and intimidate you and you can't be intimidated. That's that doesn't work. It's a very, very important part of the philosophy of verbal defense. And then within the world of verbal defense, you have different what we call word blocks and the word blocks are what you use 
just like uh, if someone tried to punch your nose, you would, you know, you would block it with your hand. Or if someone tried to kick you, you would either, you know, grab that leg or, or, or block it or check it with your leg. There are all these different tactics that you'll use to block in martial arts. And then the same thing with insults, there are ways to block that. And it's very, very important. And you can use humor to deflect it, right? You can use a polite threat, right? You can politely threat them and saying, hey, you know what? I, I don't want any trouble, but what you said wasn't so nice and I don't want the teachers to, to um, you know, to suspend us. Can you, can you knock it off? And we have many examples of how you can use these different types of tactics and you got to practice it just like uh, martial arts, right? And, and with any type of skill, you got to practice it where it kind of rolls off your tongue. And so when these insults and things happen, you're not caught unaware of what's going on. So it's a, it, understanding the philosophy of verbal defense and then also more importantly, understanding that you have to practice these types of verbal defense type uh, techniques for you to not get caught fumbling for words or, or anything like that. And, and so um, some of the basic word blocks that I, I teach our students and um, what, one of my um, favorites is just sometimes, sometimes it's just something called uh, the, the, the confident word block where you just say, hey, stop that. I don't like that. It's, especially for younger kids, sometimes they don't know how to explicitly express themselves that something was off or whatever. So got to make sure that they say it right. And, and then you, you practice that. The other uh, favorite uh, word block of mine is something called the repeat. So sometimes someone says something that's not savory or completely inappropriate. You just got to repeat what they just said very loud. Recently during the pandemic, I went to Costco and uh, someone accused me of hoarding and then, you know, they said something not so nice to me. And, and what got to me was when the person said it to me, they whispered, like they didn't want the rest of the store to know. And they said, you should go, you know, whatever yourself. And they said some stuff and they did it deliberately. So, you know, it was kind of inappropriate. So I said, oh, I'm not going to let you get away with it. So I yelled it as loud as I could. And the lady just uh, kind of ran away from me. So anyway, these are all very, very great tactics for people to use. And there's a, a free website called thebullyexpert.com and you can download some some resources there for you to practice with your own child and so forth. Those are some of the elements of, of, the, of the program. Tone is the most dangerous part of language and that is not my quote. That's from Dr. Thompson and, and from Mr. Klugowitz. And, and when I say that is that how you say something can, can lead a really, really important impact on, on someone. Right. So, for example, Chloe, I'm sure you've heard this in your house, right? Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. Right? It, it's your name, but it's like three different levels of how fast you're going to come down to see your mom and dad. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and I, I think the third one is used particularly a lot in your own household. Right. Um, not necessarily. Oh, OK. Just just making sure. But uh, just making sure that tone is a very important part of how you practice. And, and so one of the things I also advocate, which I think is a, a wonderful way for kids to grow, is that you practice in your car, you know, because there are not many times where you can have face-to-face -face conversation with your children. And so some of the best conversations that you have with your children are in the car. Uh, and so making sure that you're able to uh, bring up different points and you can role play with your own children in the car and, and so forth. So I call these car talks. So we have 15 distinct car talks for our people to practice and they can practice with their own children 
on the different things uh, that are, are there. Last element of the uh, verbal defense I think people should also know about is making sure that people address their personal hot buttons. There are certain things people could say that just doesn't really rattle you. And for me growing up, using myself as an example, my slanted eyes, my Asian eyes are kind of a sticking point to certain segments of this, you know, society. So when someone made fun of my eyes or can you see out of your eyes or what's wrong with your eyes, or they used to say something that was a really big hot button for me. When I was a kid, it was one of those, you know, fighting words that kind of happened that you could, you know, possibly get into you know, a fight with me say, as a kid. So, you know, just making sure you understand and address hot buttons. Bullying is like really, 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 really bad for other people that are innocent and didn't do anything. And I think like that you should um, just stay away from people that bully you. I had a kid in my school who, big kid, I mean, kid was 6'1", you know, he played on the football team, but, you know, he had a little bit of a lisp and he sounded a little feminine. So guess what? A lot of people made fun of his orientation and, you know, they thought he was gay and, and so forth. And that was his hot button. And, uh, and it was something that we had to kind of overcome and, and address. And then having the word blocks directly fit what your curtain, your hot buttons are. So it sounds confident and doesn't sound contrived and so forth. By the way, this, this kid was a, a eighth grader going into high school. I remember working with this kid all summer and we did all the different hot buttons hot, and we did uh, all the different types of uh, uh, insults that was hurled at them. And we practiced and mom and dad were kind of sick of it. Like we can't let this continue in high school. So we are going to uh, give him all the tools that he needs to use. And actually, they actually came in to my school to learn how to kick and punch. So they wanted to learn. They wanted him to like start punching some of the kids that were you know, giving him a hard time. So then I, I gave them this whole verbal defense type of program and we worked on it. Uh, exclusively for the summer. By the time school ran around, this kid went to school and for a couple of weeks, I didn't hear back from the family and he didn't come to class. So I was like, oh, oh something bad must have happened. So when I called the family, I said, hey, what happened? Did, uh, did, did your son use all the word blocks? Well, you know, what happened? Did they make fun of him? And, and uh, mom said to me, no, they, they kind of left him alone. And um, she attributed her son's level of confidence, body posture, and, and all of that to kind of like let that disappear. And that's my point about confidence is that if you're confident, people see that you're confident, people see that you don't have to like front or, or show how tough you are, or, or you don't let things bother you. People just naturally will feel that. And, you know, you won't be treated as less than people just leave you alone. It doesn't always work, right? Because there are knuckleheads out there. But it is one of the things that you can always have. So like I said, confidence is always the key for me in terms of developing and working with bullying. I definitely agree with everything you said, and I thought it was a very important message. And you put it in a very unique perspective as well. Why do you think it is important for people to know verbal defense and be more aware about bullying and its prevention? I think there's multi-layers to this right now. I think with the phones and social media and the devices that people have, I think learning how to communicate with each other has eroded. It's eroded, I think, significantly. People are, I think, a lot more sensitive. Chloe, I think they call your generation the snowflake generation. Have you heard that? Um, a little bit, yes. Well, where you know people are overly sensitive and there's a cancel culture going on where people don't like what you said and all of a sudden they'll try to cancel you and this and that. You know, So there, there's a lot of things that are going on in our world 
where where people can just communicate to, with one another. And I think our election, the the last uh, the election is kind of a, 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 a side note of that because you know people are not tolerant of each other's beliefs because they've learned not to communicate and be kind to one another. And so I, I think verbal defense more than ever is a very important part of having people understand how to communicate to one another, be confident and also not let things bother them. I think it's one of these things where people have now found a, a big, big issue with, you know, everybody's political beliefs and opinions and so forth and vaccinated, not vaccinated, masks, no masks, you know, Democrat, Republican, liberals, conservatives. I mean, it's, it's now become very contentious. And so knowing these techniques and knowing, you know, what people's own personal hot buttons are in terms of uh, uh, talking, talking points and being able to communicate to one another is, is more important than ever. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it seemed like you really know what you're talking about. So would you say you've had any encounters with bullying in which you've had to use any of the techniques you mentioned? Well, every day, right? Every day, you know, there's uh, sometimes you just go to the store and, you know, so, someone says something a little snarky or not nice and you could quit back and, you know, just because you're, you know, not, I want to say if you're a master in martial arts, right? And and I don't, it's a title I'm very uncomfortable with because I feel like you never reach master, right? Mastery. It's something that you always try to work on. And I'm, I'm human, right? There are things that upset me and so forth. But that title master and also verbal defense and, and working on all these things gives me a chance to understand what my hot buttons are. And I recognize what is going on. And then, I, you know, being able to communicate with people at, at all levels and whether I, I agree with them or disagree with them. I mean, growing up here as Asian American in Milwaukee, not where a lot of Asians are not around, you know, we experience the typical bullying, right? You know, are you Chinese? Are you Japanese? You know, what type of Asian are you? And, and you hear these things and, you know, you, you just got to educate people and, and not take it so personally. But then it became the first time where, you know, during this pandemic where, um, you know, everybody thought all Asians had, you know, coronavirus and we, we, that we, you know, brought it to the country or something like that, even though we never left the country and making sure that you're able to educate people and, and, and be calm and not add fuel to the fire because, you know, people want to fight, people want to, to make things worse, but that's where you've got to show more kindness and, and humility and, and being able to be courteous to others you just kind of kill them with kindness. And I think that's really going back to some of the basic tenets of what rural defense is about. But when you talk about like people that are very well known for who they are in, in making our society better, right? You look at uh, Gandhi or you look at um, someone like Martin Luther King, they're not known for fighting, right? No one goes, man, Martin Luther King really, I mean, he, he knew how to bring a left hook. It was all in their role of promoting nonviolence and being tolerant and being understanding and showing empathy to others. Be really nice to other people. You should um, be like really, really respectful to your teachers and parents and everybody in your family, even friends and teachers. They have a uh, uh, acronym called LEAPS, listening, empathy, ask, and paraphrase, saying that if you sometimes just learn how to just empathize with someone and hear them out before you give your points that you could cause a lot more peace 
in your language with others. And that to me is a very, very important point of, of learning verbal defense. How would you say cyberbullying has become more prevalent and how has it had an influence on bullying in general? Well, once, once again, um, cyberbullying is out there, right? Obviously, when people write not so nice comments or they are writing things that bother you, it's all there. So there's, there's several things. Once again, it goes back to confidence, right? And I, I kind of liken it to this, right? If a first grader called you stupid, you probably wouldn't feel too bad about it, right? You'd be like, oh, it's a first grader. It's not a big deal, right? However, if your teacher called you stupid, that would mean a lot more. So my point being is where the source comes from has a, a high degree of how it's going to hurt you. The internet, as we all know, is not the most credible source and you should not get your self-esteem boost from the world, from the internet. To me, it's one of those things that you've got to have a high level of confidence and, and be able to kind of just you know, roll with it or don't be on it, you know. But as that being said, if you do see um, bullying or if bullying is happening to you, you got to make sure you're able to, to have the confidence in the same word blocks to let people know it's not appropriate and so forth, right? So from the confident word block that you can write that, hey, that's not very nice or that's not very savory or, or a polite threat to saying, hey, that, that sounds super inappropriate and be terrible to see if principal saw what you wrote. It's the same principles. Once again, you just write it in there. But then importantly is what we call bystander intervention and making sure that, that other people, if you see bullying or your friends see it and you have a pack of friends that you, you, you have your crew, kids and friends that you know, that would all come in and defend you and say, hey, this is not correct or this is not right and so forth. And if, if it's anonymous, I, it's one of those things you should just have it just not even you know be any, anything that should bother you and so forth. It's up to you whether or not you give it the power that it, it's going to affect you. So once again, using that first grade example and using that uh, teacher example of where the words come from, I don't think you should give a lot of credence to, to the internet. However, I do want to do kind of a PSA as we just discovered in the last, what, 48 hours, a very prominent NFL coach got fired for something he wrote 10 years ago that wasn't very polite. And, and he, he attacked a lot of different communities from the lesbian and gay community to African-American community to women who are very misogynistic and so forth. So that came and caught him. And so be careful of what you say. And, and this is for the people that may be one of those uh, predators online that says something that's not appropriate or polite and so forth. And even if you're a kid and you know it's not a big deal, it is recorded forever. I have uh, one of my black belts who um, grew up in our school and then uh, is kind of a headhunter for the Pentagon. And I was just talking to him and he goes, the first thing when we are looking at candidates, the first thing we do is we do a deep dive into people's social media and political leadings and all that. And because it's all out there and they've ruled out hundreds of candidates because of some unnecessary things that they put out there on the internet. So it, it, it's a very, very important part and piece uh, is, is the cyber, cyber bullying that's out there and so forth. But once again, same tactics, but it goes back to philosophy. You have to have confidence. You can't let anybody think you're less than, and you gotta let it just roll off your back or just get off it. Because then people will feel left out and then they, and then they will start um, being sad say that you can play with me and then become their friends. 
And I know since you're a Taekwondo teacher, you're familiar with the tenets, courtesy, integrity, perseverance, self-control, and indomitable spirit. Yes, ma'am. What ma Taekwondo tenet do you think is important for people to use, especially during the National Bullying Prevention Awareness Month? I think the biggest tenant would be courtesy. Uh, to me, that is one of the most important parts of learning martial arts in promoting peace. And, and I think one of the mantras of the martial arts is what we call kindness. A very famous martial arts teacher that I know, you know, Grandmaster J.K. Lee and also Master Tom Callow said that kindness is the ultimate self-defense, right? Because if everybody was kind to each other, then we wouldn't have to, to know how to defend ourselves, right? So during National Bullying Month, it's very important that we show courtesy and that we show as much kindness as possible because without that, things will just escalate to the next level and so forth. So if there's one thing that I can, I, I can say during National Bullying, Bullying Month, don't just learn the tactics of verbal defense, but show courtesy, courtesy to one another, be kind to one another. And if you see someone making fun of someone, intervene, help them out, be kind to them, be nice. And make sure you can, you know, you can also stop things from happening as well. So those things to me are, are the most important tenets of learning uh, Taekwondo and learning martial arts is that, you know, having all these things, you know, happen is critically important, right? You, you want to get to a point where you don't have to use verbal defense, right? We want a society at some point where everybody's just nice to each other, right? That is, to me, the essence of learning martial arts in all levels. You know, it's funny to me because um, back in the day, it used to be like my Kung Fu is better than your Kung Fu and my style is better than your style and, and so forth. And now as you are, you know, seeing the growth of MMA and some other things, I, I think, you know, that message uh, is getting lost in, in the martial arts world um, about kindness and, and, and about courtesy and, 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 and being respectful to one another. That to me is, is a very, very important key element and point of, of learning martial arts. And I, I very much wish that that comes back. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's a really good message to leave on, just to be kind to everyone. And I would like to thank you for being on the podcast today and sharing your thoughts and experiences on bullying during National Bullying Prevention Awareness Month. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Chloe.